members of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show and number one best-selling author, the book Own Your Past, Change Your Future, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Michelle is in Evansville, Indiana. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. I'm glad I got through to you today. Long-time listener. Well, um, I have a little complex situation. Um, my parents filed bankruptcy back uh, my latter, latter teen years, so mid-80s. There were um, some property that was given to us or by that dollar transaction from an aunt, totaling about uh, probably 40 or so acres with a separate section cut out to build a home on after they filed bankruptcy. Um, that was about a house built and five acres. Um, long story short, my sister, my parents couldn't uh, take out a loan, so she was of 18 years old. So they took the loan out of my sister's name and deeded the ground and the home, two separate deeds, in my sister Mai's name. Um, she since married, and she, um, her and her husband now are on the deed along with myself. My question is this. We do not get along. Um, my father has passed. Uh, my mother had a lifetime estate to this property Good for Lord. as long as she lived. She could live there. Um, however, my sister was her caregiver, and there has been some discord that my sister was basically maltreating my mother, and so my mother has relinquished her rights to this property. So, I have never been interested in this property. Um, it is not my homestead. My sister lives adjoining property that my father and mother gave her and her husband for a wedding present. So, Where when do you I live? have mentioned, I live in Evansville, Indiana, so I am in different states. Where's the house? Totally Where's the property? Illinois, southern, okay. southern, very tip. So part. crazy <laughs> is in a pile in Illinois, and you're not in the pile of crazy. I am not in the pile of crazy. Never wanted pile of crazy. Have asked to be purchased. Have, have bought out things like that until this recent transaction when my mom decided I want out of this. I'm moving up north with my other family, um, nieces and nephews. Um, and I said to my sister then, once she had mom sign off the deed, I want out. I want you guys to buy me out. And she said, just sell it. Well, it's hard to sell a home and for five acres, half of it to someone without her authority yeah. and her agreeing, I guess. Well, you got, you have two choices. Okay. Mm -hmm. You don't have anything in this. I do not. You can deed it to her and walk away from crazy. Okay. That's probably what I would do. Okay. Life's too short. It is. This is a it screwed is. up pile of mess. It is. And I mean, these people, the these people have done everything they can to duck reality for decades and twist and turn, yep. and the whole thing's a pretzel. And okay. um, now the other option is, t technically, legally, you are partners, and mm -hmm. you could file a lawsuit in Chancery Court for the disillusionment of the partnership, which would force the sale of the real estate. Okay. And you would get your half. Okay. What would you guess your half is worth? Uh, well, in that area right now, it's going for roughly $6,000 an acre, plus their standing timber that my dad... What do you think the property is worth? 
Uh, between that and the house and the other acreage, probably around 150 to 200. Your half? My half. 75 to 100. No, probably closer to two, 150 to two. Your half is worth 150 to two. Okay. Correct. Okay. Between, because there's a house and five acres and there's additional like 20 to 40 acres with timber. So just how much trouble you want to go to, to get that? Cause it's probably going to cost yeah. you 30 grand in legal fees. Okay. And you will win and you will lose. <laughs> okay. Right, right. No, there is no winning when it comes to family. Yeah, so, the, uh, the only thing that the only the only ones that win these things are the lawyers. But yeah. you will, you you will. I, I would guess if you have a decent attorney that you will, uh, the, that the judge will hear you and say this thing has to be liquidated because, or he'll look at your sister and say buy her out, one yeah. or two, and your sister will go okay I'll do that or no or whatever. But you cannot sell a one half undivided interest. It has no value. Because yes, nobody else wants to be partners with these crazy people either. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. I would give you $10,000 to not make me a partner. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I would love to turn around and walk away. I was married for 22 years and actually walked away from about $350,000 in assets and gave that to the ex-husband. Well, you know, the other thing that could like, happen, you know, I guess, is you could file the lawsuit or have the attorney let her know, put her on notice that you're filing the suit. You're not suing her. You're asking for the judge to make a declaration. Declaration. She hasn't done anything wrong. You're just asking for the judge to dis- to, de- to declare that this partnership needs to be dissolved. Because I'm okay. positive there are no partnership documents. No. No, of course Absolutely not. none. Of course not. I was probably 15 or 16 when this all took place place 40 yeah. plus years ago <laughs> and I'm, as a minor i yeah. knew nothing so and they did this with your sister's permission or they stole her identity no actually the sister uh was of age and she wanted them to be able to build a home so she went out and took this loan out yeah. and okay. had me as a co-signer on it as a 15 year old <laughs> oh well that's not legal either no, it's okay. not. There's a lot of fifteen-year-old co-signer. You can't even buy cigarettes. No, I know. I know it. When you're fifteen and you live in the but you can two, get a mortgage in Illinois. Not really. No beer or cigarettes, no. but I'll give you a house. Yeah, John, I mean, I, is there? You see anything from the family standpoint? I don't think there's anything heals this okay. mess. No, nothing. Can you afford to walk away? I can. I can. I, I, I know that the sad thing is I know it's not my parents' wishes, but yes, I can. And I am a walk away person. So, so your parents, um, they created a mess, and it's yeah. you're, you're not your obligation to fix the mess to to create a picture that's going to satisfy something that they. You see what I'm saying? Correct. You're going to be putting together puzzle pieces on a on a puzzle, and the picture keeps shifting on you. If you have the energy, I might. You know spiritually it's okay to just say i'm going to rise above this toss them the keys okay mm-hmm. that, there's something mm-hmm. freeing about just doing that and noble about doing that um yep. from a just a legal strategy standpoint uh you could just file the thing without going to a huge amount of expense if you want to drop i don't know five thousand dollar retainer with a good lawyer and see mm-hmm. if that doesn't bring her to the table okay because when she discovers what this is actually going to do, it's going to force the sale of the real estate that is next door to her. She may mm-hmm. come up and go, okay, if you'll make me a deal, I'll buy you out. And I would sell it to her for 50% of what it's worth. Yeah. But that way, you get, that way you get 75 grand out of it or something instead of nothing. Yeah. 
Uh, sorry, if you're you, in this if you want to, if you want to put a bluff on the table, that's the way to put. It. But I, I, I honestly would not play it all the way through, yeah. and force the auction, and the drama of you the auctioneer. If you win, everybody loses. Yeah, I just there's no winning this deal. Uh, I wouldn't go through all that, but I might make her think I'm going to. I'm in for that. See if she could come to the table. Let's see if we can give her a little redneck wake up call. <laughs> this is the Ramsey Show. August, get this, John, August is National Make-A-Will Month, because August just didn't have much to do. <laughs> what else are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's actually a thing. Um, I make fun of if you want. I believe in having a will, but a Make-A-Will Month, yeah, okay, all right, well, whatever. It gives me an excuse to talk about you need a will. I think it, here's what it is. It's the end of the summer, and parents are thinking, I'm, I'm going to kill die, my children. Or I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> if the kids don't go back to school, I'm going to kill one of them. So let's make a will. That's right. <laughs> that makes you think about death, yes. <laughs> uh, listen, you do need to get your will done. Estate planning covers all the documents, all the plans, all the conversations. And actually, I'm doing the Ramsey Estate Plan annual meeting next week. The I call it the Monty Python meeting where we discuss Dave's death. I'm not dead yet. I'm really not dead yet. <laughs> I'm feeling much better. It's just a flesh wound. But yeah, it's uh, uh yeah that and so it's a weird meeting where we sit and talk about my death with me there. And so Dave dies this year. What are we going to do with this? What are we going to do with that? And um so forth. Hey Dave, and if you so live stream that, it could be our most successful live stream. We of could all live stream. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's gonna have all the pictures of all the Tesla she's gonna you, buy. Truthfully, as exciting as it sounds, it's not. <laughs> but you do it because it's called diligence, and you don't have to be an eccentric millionaire or some crazy guy like me with an you know, or have to have some kind of offshore account. I don't have any offshore accounts to have an estate have an estate plan. You need an estate plan. Everyone needs a will if you're 18 years old. Go to RamseySolutions.com/estateguide and get our free estate planning guide it will allow you to ask all the hard questions and then you can have all the nervous laughter and funny jokes like we do around it but still you got to deal with the issue don't die without a will don't die without an estate plan don't die without life insurance your family is counting on you to instruct what your will is what you what you desire that's your will what your will is what you desire upon your death your last desire your last will and testament and you testify to your desires that's what last will and testament is and uh there's nothing spooky about it and no you don't you're not more likely to die if you get a will you're gonna die it's just a matter of when nobody gets out of this life jesus and elijah that's it nobody else gets everybody else everybody else has to die so crossfitters will hang in there a little bit longer than most though yeah they'll, they'll hang in there longer but they're not going to make it either <laughs> they're going to ultimately die ultimately that exercise will kill you that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but we got crossfitters in the uh, lobby so john's poking at them that's just for the case you didn't know but anyway ramseysolutions.com slash estate guide it is a free estate planning guide 
Jump over there and get her. Get, get her done. Get her done. Stephen's with us in Twin Falls, Idaho. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Hey, good, Dave. How are you and John doing? Better than we deserve. What's up? Awesome. Uh, funny thought, if CrossFit kills you in the end, we might as well just eat cookies and Reese's, huh? Thank you. I've been saying that. This is this is John's theory that's, that's and gummy bears. <laughs> Thank you. John is a gummy bear addict. Thank you. Ladies Thank and gentlemen, you. my name is right. John, and I like gummy I bears. I have a problem. What's up, man? Right on. Right on. Well, yeah, I got a quick question um, about a pay structure that my boss is proposing to me. It's a little bit different. I've never heard of it and wanted your guys' opinion on if it sounds normal and if you think it'd be a good deal or not. Um, he's looking to make me the CEO of the company so I would get a base salary, which is a livable wage in Idaho, would be the base salary, plus a bonus off the profit at the end of the year. The issue I'm having is the bonus. He's proposing to pay out the bonus and three equal payments over three years. If that makes sense, or do I need to kind of explain that? No, I understand it. Um, yeah. Why the delay if and the company is profitable? Why can't he pay you? Because he wants to keep me long term. And the other caveat to it is if I ever leave the company, I forfeit any unpaid bonuses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I, I have, uh, this is a small business. How many million dollar gross reps? Well, it's our first year open. We haven't hit a million yet. We're at about 500 K right now, yeah. but what do you do? What kind, of, what kind of million business? probably in the first year? What kind of business? <laughs> it's, um, pay it. It's pet waste removal. Okay. And so your, uh, your, your, uh, your living wage will be how much? Starting at sixty-five, and year. and what do you think the uh, and how many employees are there? Three, five. We got five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, you think your profit is going to be a hundred? This year it is. Yeah. yeah. And so you get thirty thousand a year over three years. Yeah. Okay. Essentially. Yeah. Okay. Um, we coach small businesses under the Entree Leadership umbrella. We'll have 700 of them here in Nashville next month, and I'll be teaching them for three days on running the business and on hiring and firing and comp structures and a lot of things. And I'll be teaching them, based, and a lot of our other leaders will be involved in the teaching based on what we've learned over the 30 years of running this business. It started as a card table in my living room and now has 1,200 team members. We'll do about 300 million top line. So we've made a lot of mistakes over the years. What I hear your boss trying to do is give you great value. He wants to honor you and give you value. I've been in that situation where I have a good team member, and I want them to know I love them. I want them to stay. But he's trying to create a thing where money is the only thing that keeps you around. And if I were coaching him, I would say he doesn't want that. You don't want someone that is just staying because of money. It's called yeah. golden handcuffs. Yeah. And when someone stays just for the money, that means their spirit left the building and their body's still there collecting a check. He doesn't want yeah. that. What he's trying to do is a good thing, 
and I've tried to do wacky comp things as well, but they don't work when it's time for someone to leave. It's time for them to leave, and you cry if you love them, and it breaks your heart. And um, if you, uh, uh, it's happened to me. Um, I've shed tears this month over folks leaving our company that have been with us a decade or for 20 years or for whatever. But um, I'm really glad I'm not um, holding them artificially against their will just so they get a check. You see how that's not good yeah. for him? Follow yeah. me? Yeah, so I mean, I, I can see it. Because what I would propose I, to I him is instead... What I would propose to him is instead that once a quarter he gives you a percentage of the profits as a bonus. Once a quarter. We figure out what we made this quarter. We add it up, and he gives you it. That's what I would tell him. I would tell him to build his comp structure. It's a much more open hand, and you might leave someday, but you won't leave your body there and take your spirit and go somewhere else. You'll take your body and leave. And you won't be collecting checks from him anymore. And he'll have that open payroll to do something else with at that point. This is a small startup business. He's scratching and clawing. And, you know, if I were in your shoes, I would just say, and I'm willing for the first two years or three years to take less percentage of profit. And, you know, we'll escalate it up to a greater percentage later. Like year one, I make this percentage. Year two, I make this percentage. Year three, I make this percentage. And we pay it out quarterly. But I, I want less money, but I don't want you to th- think that you're going to hold me here with money because no money won't keep me here. Good people and opportunity, work that matters, a quality organization, a, a leader with integrity. These are the things that will keep me here until God tells me to go somewhere else, and then I'll go somewhere else. And... That might happen someday. So I, I don't try to artificially hold people with money. Doesn't work. If you do hold them against their will with money, you'll wish you didn't. This is the Ramsey Show. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage in person. Eric and Reba are with us. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey. Great. Doing great. Welcome. Where are you all from? Uh, Syracuse, New York area. Oh, cool. Welcome to Nashville. Thank you. Thank you. And how much debt did you pay off? We paid off $186,000 in 43 months. Oh, uh, yeah. Way to go. And your range of income during that time? Oh, uh, started around 75 and finished around 180. Cool. Nice jump. So uh, what do you guys do for a living? Um, 
I'm a risk control consultant for an insurance company. Mm-hmm. I'm a uh, mechanical design engineer for an automation company. Okay. So how did your income almost triple? <laughs> um, well, when we started the plan, it was uh, right after I had a contract that uh, with a previous employer that had ended. Uh, so it was just her income. Oh. And shortly after that, I got my next uh, full-time job after the contract worked and we were on from there. And Go to uh, work, uh, Eric. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Eric. Get a job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Welcome. Good, guys. What kind of debt was the 186000 uh, A little bit of everything. Um, the biggest was student loans. Um, mm-hmm. We had uh, medical bills, um, um, car loan, uh, credit card. Um, mm-hmm. So pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. How long y'all been married? Five, Five years. years. Okay. So it wasn't long after marriage, 43 months ago. Uh, someone walked in and said something's got to change. What happened? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we uh, were down in North Carolina, and then we decided to move back to New York to be closer to uh, closer to family. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably six months after that is when the my contract had ended, and a month before that we had put an offer in and basically bought a house. And oh. then my contract ended. You know, between you know s- signing the papers and closing and moving to that so uh and we were blowing through our equity yes yeah they, yeah we made decent money on on our house in in the charlotte area when we moved and um looked at that point and that that wasn't really there anymore and we didn't really know where it went <laughs> so we had to uh had to change some stuff and uh, How'd you get connected to the ramsey way so I'm a risk control consultant, like I said, so I drive a lot for work and mm-hmm. um, music sometimes gets boring. So I hit scan and um, I honestly think I was looking for like Rush or something like that. Just talk radio mm-hmm. um, and came across you one day. I don't know what stuck, but... Well, we're no Rush, but <laughs> there you go. I don't know what stuck, but um, I was at a point because the bulk of my student loans or the bulk of the student loans was mine um, and we weren't together financially outside of paying bills and paying for um, our rent at the time. So I was stuck with my huge student loan on top of sharing um, the other financial side of things. So I think I was just like, hey, I can't do this Mm -hmm. um, by myself. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. We had a conversation, a few hard conversations. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. um, And that kind of kick-started things. Um, I had had surgery, so we got a big bill for that. And a lot of scary things, kind of. Yeah, it was a... Uh, the house deal messed up the contract ends and... No, no, we, mean, we were okay with that, yeah. and, and um, that's now our, our only debt, um, so we're uh, mm-hmm. we're going to be working on that here pretty soon. I'm excited to get get into that stuff, but uh, yeah, it was a, a long 43 months with a lot of a lot of different stuff happening. We um, had um, found out we were pregnant shortly after the, you know, I got my job and found out we were pregnant shortly after that. Um, and then a few weeks after that, um, we got a, uh, a fatal fetal diagnosis with that and um, oh my. had a lot of, I guess, uh, not really a lot of decisions to make. And we're really looking for control of the situation and, and we didn't have that control. And uh, I think that was another driving factor to get to get into the plan is to be able to have control of our finances if we couldn't control some of the other stuff that was happening in, mm. in our life. So had that and we had uh, another baby uh, two years after that um, and uh, right between those two we had we totaled our car um, that we had paid off like three months before that oh, um, so uh, so this has really not been a fun journey <laughs> it's been a journey for sure uh, yeah uh, up our and down for heads sure. are falling yeah, off yeah, yeah. yeah exactly it's just happening yeah, yeah. so um, 
Yeah. So how do you guys stay together during all that? Because every one of those things you just mentioned, I've sit with people whose relationship has ended, they've gone sideways and things, and y'all chose to stay on a path together towards a, a, a new picture somewhere. Yep, and I, and I kind of saw the little exchange there. I mean, maybe if you're listening on the radio, you didn't see it, but there was a moment where you almost killed each other. <laughs> <laughs> There's it a was, couple of those. It was, yeah, yeah, it was hard for sure. I mean, I've told people, if we hadn't followed this plan, I don't think, I, I mean, I, maybe we'd still be together today, but not in the condition that we're in, certainly. Yeah. Um, because it gave us a common goal. It gave us something to work towards. It gave us something to think about other than the situation. And and um, we had carried that baby, you know, all the way as long as we could. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so with that came the medical bills and everything on top of it. But it, we, weren't, we weren't stressed about it because we had better control of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, not, so. not about the finances at least. So yeah, yeah it was... Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think part of it was when we started the plan, and, and like she said, a lot of the student loan debt was was hers, um, and it was you know I, refusing to to believe it was ours, um, and that was a that was a big step, and kind of had to had to get that out of my system of you know I didn't sign up for that student debt, but you know I don't want to take a step back in, in lifestyle or, or sacrifice for that, so I just kind of had to get get a over that, and yeah, and and find some maturity there and, and, and get hey, into that. So, yeah. Hey, our little Eric grew up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's going to be an all the way husband. Slow and steady. Slow and steady. Uh, so, hey, what's something you're excited about? Like, this has been a hellacious journey, let's be honest. It's been tough. But the future's got to be bright. Yeah. Now, yeah, you've made it through this tunnel, man, full of yeah. alligators and snakes and all kinds of things. What are you going to do? What's something great that's on the horizon now? I'm going to shop. yes uh straight up uh, straight up i'm going shopping yeah uh she was a uh is a emotional spender too so it's been a a tug a tug of war for sure on on some of that stuff and uh you know it it hasn't always been easy at all and you know we've fallen off and um you know done what done what we can to get back on and keep keep pushing through what are you gonna do man um, I think I'm going to start buying, buying car parts again. I've uh, I, I've got a 69 Chevelle that I haven't bought any parts for for a while. It's just put gas in it, which is uh, another story right now. But um, get that thing going and, uh, and up maybe, yeah, find some. So just uh, so you, when you go back and watch this again, which you will, you're that guy. When you go back and correct. watch this, your whole cadence picked up. You smiled a little bit more. You started bouncing on your feet. Get some car parts, yes, would you? I, put I, up I, your budget and get some yes. car parts. I, I can feel it coming out of yes. you, man. It's, it's set it to the side, and and we're gonna gonna get back into it for sure. I love it, man. Good I think he's you. an emotional spender. I know he is. Yeah. <laughs> you might have me there, yeah. but it's for an investment, Dave. Yeah. So it's different. It's good. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a it's a sixty. What did you say? 69? Sixty-nine. Yep. Sixty-nine. Oh yep. God, that's a wonderful car. Yes. Oh man. Oh man. Congratulations, y'all. Thank you. I'm proud of you. You have come through so much, and it has reformed you. Yeah. Transformed you. For sure. And you have transformed to get through it Mm -hmm. as well. So uh, you're in a completely different place that you never would have been in had you not gone through the hard parts of this journey and gone through the journey overall. Yep. It's it's impressive just sitting here talking to you. We can see the body language shift. We can see you guys. We we can feel it off of you how how – much hustle grind and how much struggle it's been yeah and there's been a lot of grief that went with it and everything else and it's good to have all that in the rearview mirror yeah absolutely um, as far as it can be anyway mm-hmm. and uh at least the money piece yeah yep. and got rid of that stupid student loan yes so we did. absolutely and, uh, kept the girl 
got rid of the student loan. <laughs> yep. So that's the good. That's the that good was, choice. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I love yep. grown up Eric. Yeah, so good me too. Me too. Choice. Well done, y'all. Hey, let's bring the kiddos in. What are their names and ages? And we've got a copy um, of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. That's the next chapter in your story. This is Della. She's going to be uh, six soon, but she's five right now. This is Maverick, and he All just right. turned one a few days ago. Go, Maverick. All right. And we got a one-year uh, membership to Financial Peace University. Count it down, guys. All right. 186000 paid off in 43 months. Let's Ready? hear a debt-free scream. Three, Three two, two, one. one. We're, We're debt-free. kids wow that's fun man journeys are tough but they're worth it this is the ramsey show Scripture of the day, James 1, 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Victor Frankl said, but there was no need to be ashamed of tears, for tears bore witness that a man had the greatest of courage, the courage to suffer. Open phones this hour. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host. Brendan is in Madrid, Spain, no less. Hi, Brendan. How are you? I'm doing well. It's an honor to talk with you and uh, John. You too, sir. How can we help? So, uh, life's moving a million miles a minute for me recently. I just got married a few months ago. Uh, We bought a house. uh, And then, as you pointed out, we're currently on what I would call an extended honeymoon. Uh, and that's given us, you know, a chance to kind of slow down. We were going through financial peace together. We're flying through the baby steps. Um, like I said, we just purchased that house, and it, it meets all the rules of the baby steps. Um, but our goal right now is to pay that off in five years. Um, so at a five-year amortization, that would be about $7,500 a month. Um, but my income is really inconsistent because I'm self-employed. Uh, so my question to you is, uh, how can we enjoy the hard work that we're, you know, putting into our work right now, but still be, you know, be intentional um, you know, but still put those lofty long-term financial goals for ourselves. What does enjoy mean? Um, well, honestly, right now with the new house, you know, there's a lot that comes with that. Uh, I guess the couch comes to mind. Uh, again, we're both pretty young, so we kind of have nothing. Um, lawnmower, we'll need a second car, you know, that kind of stuff. And we're trying to figure out how much can we spend on these? Yes, we can go spend X, Y, and Z, but, um, we're really focused on this five-year goal, and we don't know, okay, should we put more money towards that above our existing lofty goal, or should be, is it okay to go get an extra car? I know you say it's changed from uh, gazelle intensity to intentional, so I'm, we're having trouble walking that line. Hmm. Not buying a couch, couch and sitting on the floor would be gazelle <laughs> intense. That is not <laughs> intentional. Yes. Not buying a second car that is a reasonable used car that you pay cash for would be intense, not intentional. You need to be intentional and do those things within reason. 
That is baby steps four, five, and six. Baby steps one, two, three, which you talked about, are different. That's intense. You don't go on vacation in Madrid, Spain there. But you do go on vacation in Madrid, Spain for an extended honeymoon when you're on four, five, and six as a part of your overall deal. What is your income going to be next year This or this year? Uh, this year, since I'm focusing on full-time, it'll probably be just over 300000 What do you think it'll be the following year? Well, last year it was two hundred, so I guess at this growth it would you know be a little over four hundred, hopefully. Okay. What do you do? What kind of a business? Uh, it was actually just a side hustle I started in college um, a few years ago, but basically I review bank accounts, budgeting apps, uh, and just help people find you know the best financial tools. Okay. All right. Good for you. That's wonderful. Okay. I hope you make four hundred. So what I would do is. Um, uh, Set your household budget, not counting couches and cars and extra payments on the mortgage. Just your household budget to pay the minimum payment and live. What does that take? And I'll just just make up a number for right now, okay? And have a reasonable life and go out to eat occasionally and, you know, have a reasonable vacation every so often. And so let's just make up a number. Let's call that 100, Okay. And so okay. every month, you know, you've got the bills paid for a hundred and you pretty much are going to make that mon- money every single month, even if you have a down month. Agreed? Agreed. Okay. And then what I would do is say beyond that, I'm just going to make a list of where the money's going to go in order of priority. So everything above a hundred I make this month is going to go to the list. And the list is a list of prioritized spending on and saving on other things. Okay? So, um, you know, part of the list is you need to be putting your 15% aside for retirement. And that part of your list is increased giving as your income increases. Part, uh, and those need to be near the top, if not the top two, above your living. Okay? Then, Then you would put the couch on the list and you would put the car on the list and then you would say everything above that I'm going to throw at the mortgage and so if you had a $35,000 month you set aside $8,300 for your $100,000 budget and you walk down the list with the rest of that $35,000 minus 8300 you follow me Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And so that month you might put fifteen thousand on the mortgage. Another month you might make twelve thousand, and you don't get to extra on the mortgage because the stuff at the top of the list eats it up the the surplus above a hundred before then. Just run you a little formula like that with a prioritized plan and go down the prioritized list on everything over everything over basic living expenses and call that 100. It may be 100, it might be 80 when you look at it, it might be 110. I don't care, but it's not 200 and it's not 40. Yeah. All right, and here's the here's the second thing I want you to talk about your marriage, okay? When you say the word enjoy, I want that's a feeling. And one of the things that run into newlyweds is they expect this thing to feel a certain way now that they're married okay i expected to feel just madly wildly in love all the time 
Sometimes you just got to, like, sometimes your stomach hurts, man, and you got gas. Sometimes you just got to mow the yard. Sometimes someone's got to do the dishes, right? So I don't want you to default to this word enjoyment because that's going to be a target that moves on you. I want you and your wife to sit down together probably once a month for the first year. Let's do it for the first year, right? Where are we? What needs do we have for this month? Let's check in with one another and truly listen to one another. And what we're doing is we're practicing a new communication style as we move forward. Most young couples imagine their life moving forward and their spouse is just going to move into their life. And she's imagining the same thing too. And then the energy expenditure is you dragging each other back and forth between, I thought she was going to sit down and watch football with me. I thought she was, I thought he was going <laughs> to always want to help make dinner and, and, and whatever with me, whatever the things are, right? So mm-hmm. once a month, check in with one another yeah. and let's balance I I as we go. Pay seventy five hundred a month on the mortgage, and this chick wants a couch. Ridiculous! Hey, you married terrible. <laughs> she should have been able to sit. Up. I think we can. I think we can both agree on that. <laughs> I'm kidding with you, but you buy a couch uh, for crying but, out loud. But the but the the point is, the, the, kind of that check in goes with building this list, right? Because as you lay those things out, you are defining what you want your money to do together. Yes. And now we're not trying to make the money do something it's not designed to do. It's not going to give you joy. The uh, joy will be there, and uh, it will give you traction towards some of your goals, and there's a sense of fulfillment in that, uh, but that's different than joy. Right. I feel like when I'm paying your house off, the joy is... The joy of buying a used car is about 10 minutes long. (laughs) Right. Yes. But the, the joy of not having any payments, right? Being oh, yeah. free. Yeah. That's underneath the money part. Yeah, right? and he's he's driving at that to get the mortgage paid off, and yeah. we're both agreed on that. We're both heading that way. So it, it's a fun thing. It's a great exercise. So Sharon and I, after 40 years, one of the reasons we have an outstanding marriage is um, we spend almost as much time planning our time nowadays mm-hmm. as we do our money. Mm-hmm. And we don't make any big decisions without the other one involved in either. Yeah. She doesn't come in and go, I'm going to be gone a week. Right. Uh, and I don't do that to her either. Right. Yeah. So um, so our calendar um, and we sit down and do calendars. So she keeps one of those old calendars from Walgreens. Yep. The two. two oh, the Sheila's got a month, she's still month at a hers. glance. Yep. Month at a glance. It's a 75 year old product. And they still make it. Of month all the weightlifting I do, Dave. All and the mine's workouts. on the computer, by God, because I'm a high tech dude. I'm just saying. The most romantic thing I offer my wife is 45 minutes of calendar time each week. There you go. No more exercising for me. You're a regular Romeo. I'm Romeo. That's right. I'm just saying. That puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books. Thanks, John and James and. And Drew and Zach and Will and Austin in the booth. I am Dave Ramsey, your host. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today. Hey, if you're a fan of this podcast, we've got more where that came from. As you know, at Ramsey, we're always looking to protect our listeners from scummy companies, slick marketing, and money myths. I'm George Camel, host of The Fine Print, where I do the research for you to help you rise above the system that's designed to keep you broke and in debt so that you can become confident in your money choices. Check out The Fine Print wherever you listen to podcasts.
Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.